Hello and welcome to the Played Out Podcast E3 <laughs> Special. As always, I am joined by Philip Aldous. Hello there. You're just doing this to piss me off now, aren't you? Yeah. What, has, Rob, has Matt done something again? No, it's you. It's it's you. It's you now, Phil. I just introduced you. I don't know how. To, I can't introduce. I can't. I can't respond with much gravitas. I don't know how to do this bit. This is the worst part for me. All right, that's Phil. Hello. <laughs> Hi, Matt. Hi. <laughs> Let us all just remind the audience that we are three adults who <laughs> have somehow failed to do this intro sequence about five times now. So really, we're just going to use everything we're now recording. So We're so professional. Incredibly Honestly. so. <laughs> so, E3 this year, what have you gentlemen thought of it so far? Well, it. Well, I thought it was not as good as last year. Yeah, I'm kind of in the same camp. There's a lot of DLC, a lot more focus in the indies. It really seemed a lot of, um, here's the stuff we're working on next year. Just now, eh, we don't have a lot, so here's trailers for new things. That's, yeah, that's kind of... I did feel the uh, whole reception to what was on show was a bit lukewarm all round. Like, we've been talking through the games before we began, and there's nothing here that I would say is particularly earth-shatteringly, oh my god, this is going to be the next big thing, really. So what we're going to be doing for this episode is going through, just giving little bite-sized summaries of each of the press conferences, of the games, of what was interesting about them what wasn't so interesting about them, etc, etc. So, first off, we're just going random order, Microsoft. Like, what did everyone think, first off, of the Xbox One X? You mean the Xbox? Xbox. <laughs> Is that what we're calling it these days? Yeah, it's the Xbox. Oh, they need to work on those names. <laughs> no, do, you, do you know what it looks like? It looks like those like early Xbox uh, 360 edgy gamer tags, no like X underscore X, Reaper underscore lowercase X, big X. <laughs> <laughs> is is anybody thinking they're going to buy an Xbox One X here? No. No. No? No? Yeah, I didn't think so. I have two of the current gen consoles, and I'm planning on getting a very good computer in the near future. I don't need it. Yeah. I don't need an Xbox One X. Because every game that really interests me that they showed, they will be putting on the PC as well mm. on Windows 10. Yep. What I, what I loved about it was their big selling point for the Xbox One X was uh, 4K! Because everything is going uh, to be exclusive um, with with yeah. 4K. And uh, my favourite game that I, I saw that they're, they're making 4K, Minecraft. If there is ever a game that does not <laughs> need to be in 4K, it is Minecraft. I mean, there you can actually count each and every pixel. Yeah. Just go on. Just, yep, just yep, look. Yep, yep. Look how. Just look at all of the pixels be broken down. This incredibly pixelated lo-fi game into. You can see the low fidelity even clearer. <laughs> High fidelity on a low-end game. <laughs> My favorite part I mean, is when they said, "And here's some new textures for it that make it look really pretty." And I'm looking at it going, "There's already a bunch of shader mods out in PC for that that came out four years ago. <laughs> Way to catch up." <laughs> yeah, people have been doing their best to make Minecraft look pretty already. All right, and let's just, oh, okay, games. Uh, I'm now on the Xbox 
website of what the 4K exclusives will be. This includes Forza Motorsport 7. Cars! Okay. Uh, Super Lucky's Tale. Cars. Oh. Super Lucky's <laughs> Tale, which looks like Tales from the Sonic games, has broken loose and got his own game somehow. That's actually a sequel. What? It's a sequel to another game that already came out years ago that nobody's ever heard of. Oh. So I don't know why they've made a sequel for it. He's it's a little bit like when you find out that Rocket... It's a bit like when you find out Rocket League is actually the sequel to a game that's called, like, uh, Hyper Super Battle Cars Flying Mega Racing Sports Car. <laughs> Automotive Bouncy Bouncy. <laughs> <laughs> All right, what else are we on? Uh, State of Decay 2. That is actually one of the game I'm very, very interested in. Do I care if I play it in 4K? Because the textures in that game are already shocking. <laughs> Not Thing particularly. Is, who, who can afford a four a four K TV? No one. I'm getting exactly. a I'm getting a mortgage soon, and I wouldn't be able to afford one with like I'm not buying the flat anymore. I'm now buying a four K TV. Oh, I have nothing left. So, <laughs> State of Decay, bless its cotton socks. I love the first one to bits. I like the look of the second one. The the textures and graphics aren't great. They aren't good, and that's part of There's why a- I love them. There's a lot of like, reused assets as well. That church in the trailer is the same church from the first game. I kind of noticed. I was like, that, that church looks for... Oh, it's the same one. Yeah. <laughs> oh, these games look like they came out four years ago, and you have to double-check that they didn't. I mean, yeah, they're it... the early 360 games. <laughs> yeah. I mean, they're great games, terrific games, but they're not pushing anything to the mi- limit. If I get a decent screen, I could be looking at everything that game has to offer already. Uh, also, cr- that's the thing that I mean. If you were to if you were to upgrade a really high end modern game like a, a The Witcher Three or something like that into um, 4K, well, the file size would suddenly ex- go from whatever it is now, which is like 50 gig or something, to I don't know, probably 60, 70, something stupid like that. So it take up so much space on the bloody console, no one would want it. <laughs> Just to- Speaking of that, actually, see when they showed that off. Does anyone remember if they actually talked about the memory size on the console? Uh, let's see. Mm. I'm having a look round. Because uh, I know they went on and on about now it's like so many cores and 4K and liquid cooled. Yeah, because that's not yeah. going to be an insurance problem. <laughs> oh yeah, they, they got they got that guy. They got the guy to come out because there's like there's Phil Spencer who comes out and he does the thing where he puts on a t-shirt, a gamer t-shirt, and he acts like he's one of the gamers. <laughs> What's up, fellow kids? <laughs> Hello. <laughs> and then there's that bit when they bought out the tech guy to be the sort of um, the the kind of corporate, you know entity i guess of the thing so they just bring out this guy who's just there to be like yes it has this many liquid cord uh, li- li- liquid liquid cord li- liquid uh, cord liquid we can now manipulate liquid to forming a solid cord <laughs> i'm not an alcoholic <laughs> i'm liquid cord oh, well, <laughs> li- the, they had this guy just come out just to be the the tech the tech guy all right i'm looking at uh oh, it has about one terabyte of storage that's on the H uh, hard drive. Thank you for yeah. I like I'm looking at everything it has here, and I'm thinking, right, you could probably build a comparable PC for this, for me, yeah, for about the price. same price, really. Yeah, or or even less depending on where you go. Yeah, yeah. If you shop around for parts, you build it yourself. You're building one for the same price, and you don't have to deal with 4K apparently ramming itself down your throat. My uh, PlayStation 4 has um, one terabyte of hard drive on it because I've got an external one terabyte hard drive. Mm. 
Yeah, Jeez. same here. So, and I got that, and I got that for fifty quid. So, um, <laughs> upgrade your PlayStation to be able to do basically the same, uh, to have the extended memory capacity. Fifty quid. Buy a whole new console yeah. for the uh, exclusives that I don't particularly want, other than Sea of Thieves. Uh, well, Sea of Thieves is an exclusive. The PlayStation. Sea of Thieves is an exclusive. It's on uh, Windows. Just Windows, to Xbox. Well, Windows 10. So if oh, you, it's on Windows as well. If it? you have a yeah, but I, I I don't have a PC. If you were to so. upgrade your well, if you were to purchase a PC, say in the next yeah. year or so, that's the operating system you get, and so you just get that. Can I, can I just make a wee side note just because we're talking about Windows 10 and exclusive? You heard. Um, at E3, the whole thing of push was Cuphead's coming out finally, and it's a Windows, it's Xbox and Windows 10 exclusive, except it's already coming out on Steam, and that's confirmed. Oops, that's unfortunate. <laughs> <laughs> so, does that mean it's going to be for Mac as well? Uh, hopefully. I wouldn't think it would be that demanding. But you know, you have to see it in 4K, otherwise, you're not doing it right. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Because you know that, that old, old timey um, Tom and Jerry sort of art style they've gone with yeah that looks way better in 4k did you not know the tom and jerry cartoons like seriously you haven't seen tom and jerry till you've seen it in 4k honestly the uh, the emotions and the, the story behind jerry's jerry's uh feelings and the reasons why he decides to drive tom insane they really come out in 4k <laughs> yeah i mean a, they're actually telling they completely different stories <laughs> in 4k than they were in the original <laughs> like what oh yeah, oh, yeah. 10 resolution. So, they just have 10 resolutions. <laughs> Mine, Minecraft is actually a uh, set an erotica uh, game, believe it or not. <laughs> you just couldn't see it. Just couldn't see it because it wasn't in 4K. What, yeah, once so, you break the free, uh, 3K barrier on Minecraft, it becomes a very different and not very child-friendly experience. <laughs> I've mm. seen DeviantArt. Uh, so I'm just doing <laughs> a little bit of uh, um, maths. So the Xbox One X uh, is potentially going for about £500, okay? Pushing 4K, so you need to have a 4K TV. Uh, the cheapest 4K TV I can see is about £300. The most expensive one's about 500 So you're already spending a grand on the new console to get the best experience. It's like, nah, mate, I'll just upgrade my PC. Yeah. I was... I Bless Xbox. They have their, they've earned their place in the world. But all they're really useful these days is a Call of Duty game. Yeah. Do you need Call of Duty at 4K? Teabagging at 4K. I think the biggest problem is they'll pick one gimmick and then just push it and push it and push it and push it. Like, uh, the Connect. Remember that? They were pushing that. Mm. And it was like, always oh, online, we're going to push this. And it was Xbox TV, we're going to push this. And it was 4K, it's all about 4K. Yeah, it's just... I don't know what the point of the Xbox One X is. I... Is that and all of the exclusives they have for their games? Uh, Crackdown Free, as well. Which uh, was that actually shown at this E3? Because I feel like that game has disappeared like two years ago, and no one's questioned it. Uh, yeah, Ted Cruz was in the advert. What Ted Cruz? American politician Ted Cruz. Terry Cruz. Oh, Terry <laughs> Cruz. That's yeah. I was thinking, why the hell have they got Ted Cruz for Crackdown Free? <laughs> A game like that really just needs a Mormon guy <laughs> as the spokesman for it. Just the Release Mormons. The Mormon. <laughs> just comes out of a cage in a full suit. Polygamy and console exclusives. That's the Mormon way. <laughs> Here in Utah, we love our looks at card Xbox One X. 
Please, don't send me back to Utah. If you play this game, you will get your own planet. <laughs> you will get two extra planets, because aren't I only meant to get one? Then he just starts breaking down and questioning his own faith life on stage. <laughs> Welcome to the Mormon church, here's your Bible for Jesus, and here's your copy of Cuphead. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone just takes the copy of Cuphead, leaves. <laughs> I actually went on uh, on Halloween once when I was at university. Me and my flatmates didn't have costumes or anything prepared. So we looked around for whatever we had lying around. And we all had white shirts and um, ties and stuff. And um, we also had some, um, like, uh, Bibles that we'd been given uh, at, like, our open day. So what we did was we put the Bibles in our breast pockets, <laughs> put on shirt and ties and trousers, and then went as Mormons. <laughs> oh, wait. Phil, I've got questions. Like, so I went we... to a university where the Pope had visited. Like, uh, about three months before I went there for my first year, the Pope did a speech on my campus, like, playing field. Uh, he was actually in a perfect place for me in my university halls. If I had been there, I would have had a sniper's nest on the Pope. I, w- I wasn't <laughs> given a Bible on my first day. Why the fuck were you? <laughs> did, he, did he come on the stage and go, Hello everybody, I'm at the Pope. I love the console exclusives. <laughs> everybody loves the Xbox. <laughs> I mean, I would like to see the Pope do an E3 talk. <laughs> Jason Vanderberg introduces him. And here, my good friend, the newest class in For Honor, the Pope. <laughs> <laughs> Not only hey. does this game save your progress, but so does Jesus. <laughs> hey! What's the matter, you? We should just remember. He is a. He, what, he's an Argentinian. 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 Uh, I don't think we have any Argentinian listeners. <laughs> Not now anymore. No. <laughs> we used to be very big in Buenos Aires until that. <laughs> And well. like Top Gear, we are also banned. Oh, yeah. Stop. It's just because Phil won't stop mentioning the Falklands. Yeah. <laughs> All right, should we bother mentioning Metro or should we just move on? Because, yeah, there's Metro X. I'll say uh, if you're going to do a trailer for your video game, maybe in the background of the trailer, put the music from your game in it, not the music from uh, 28 Days Later. <laughs> but if you're going to uh, use, if you're going to use your, like, if you're going to uh, show your game, why not put your own music behind it? Like, it makes no sense. It's almost like they've just gone, yeah, our soundtrack's not that great. Or we haven't got the soundtrack yet. We're still faffing around with the uh, actual gameplay. Yeah. Well, so... I wasn't actually that impressed by the Metro footage because it looked scripted as all hell. Oh, yeah, definitely. From the... There's a scene where the guy looks at his map and it seems to be another open world game, which... Kind of tired of those. I've been told it's not open world, which... It looked it due to sort of when they get out of the sewer. But, Mm. yeah, apparently it's actually not an open world game, which is quite relieving. Oh, thank God for that. I mean, the other Metro games, they're... Quite sprawling in their level design, if I remember rightly. You go into a lot of different places, but and it's never quite linear, really, maybe? So, uh, I think they're just keeping that sort of design up. You can approach things as you'd like, but you're still within a confined area. 
I've just scrolled back on my on my Twitter feed because I I live tweeted the entirety of the Xbox one. It was the only one I live tweeted. The next one is repeating the word 4K over and over isn't going to make me care. So, <laughs> are you sure, Phil? If I say 4K, 4K exclusive. 4K, 4K, 4K. I don't know why, but I've got a sudden urge to get a 4K TV. 4K, <laughs> 4K. <laughs> So you can check out all the cars, cars. in 4K on the so, exclusive Forza 7 so with Porsche the, uh, and these two driving yeah. ladies to be got in. Because apparently uh, the people watching E3 need to see drivers to know this is a game about cars. Also women. I... <laughs> women and cars. It's like the 90s never left us. Ah, oh, fuck it. I tell my about All right. So, so... So we're going to mention the uh, sacrificial Porsche that, Porsche that got wheeled out. <laughs> was it actually sacrificed? I hope it was. I kind of wish it was. If they'd blown it up, that would have been way, way cooler. The presenter was going like, in this latest deal with Porsche, I've managed to secure it. I would have loved at that point him just to turn around and just firebomb the car. I mean, <laughs> there's this wonderful piece of advertising I once watched. Uh, does any of you guys remember the Facebook game Mafia Wars? Just before Farmville got really big, so it was kind of like a big hitter. And they got enough money to hire Snoop Dogg to take a like bulletproof van out into the Nevada desert and blow it up. And it is still the most weird, like, who thought of this idea? <laughs> so I just wished when they got this sacrificial porter, they put the two women in the <laughs> into it, they drive off and it just explodes. <laughs> just... Or they've gone Thelma and Louise with it and just driven it off a cliff. Yeah. Or Snoop shoots the car and then turns and goes, Did we get the woman at the car? No. <laughs> <laughs> no, what I loved about it was, like, because when they go into these things, we know that they're going to bring out a car at some point and there's going to be Forza. Right, because there was that time, was it last year or two years ago, when they bought the car down from the roof? Like yeah. some kind of holy, some kind of holy entity just coming yeah. down from the roof. Here and, is um, the car. <laughs> this time round, <laughs> this time round, they'd obviously had to get the car down as fast as possible. So they went straight from the console reveal <laughs> to dropping to the it. first game. Car. <laughs> they just pointed <laughs> straight away. They just went straight to the car. So it was just well, no, you, um, clearly what was going on behind the scenes was was a go- load of guys with pulleys holding it up, straining, and they're just saying, "Please, <laughs> please let us put the car down." <laughs> so, I'm herniating. I need to drop this. <laughs> I need a nurse. Let's <laughs> just drop the car down. Smashes down. <laughs> so next up we have uh, Sony. Uh, they had they we've been through what they've shown and it's a lot. You know, we got through uh, Microsoft without talking about Sea of Thieves, which is literally the only game we were excited about. That is actually Pops true. Saved, okay? yeah, and right. Anthem. We didn't mention Anthem, and everyone's excited about Anthem. Alright, all right. first up, Sea of Thieves, because that actually looks generally fun. Yeah. yeah. It's a first of all, game. Matt, how excited are you to find out that they had a Scottish guy doing the voice for Sea of Thieves? Uh... <laughs> was he a stereotype? Just a lot about Since I heard him, I was like, is that Simon Pig doing the Scott impression? It's not, but it's really close. Also, fuck off. Why is it Scottish? <laughs> because he's a pirate and pirates drink and Scottish people drink. So therefore, he must have been Scottish. Hurry for being a stereotype. <laughs> you don't associate 
pirates in Scotland. We you... don't do well in sunlight. Yeah. Uh, quite a, quite a few of them actually were uh, Scottish. That is kind of true. But really? most pirates were most pirates were actually Chinese. So. <laughs> Alright, here is Jackie Chan. There's, there's, something that, and, there's something that didn't transfer into the Pirates of the Caribbean films particularly well, but uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh god, that part. Then. Let's not remember the third film when that's it. <laughs> is that a uh, Kraken? That looks Kraken. <laughs> now, when you're doing Pirates, you have to go uh, West Country. Ooh, uh, uh, <laughs> Ooh. Oh, uh, fun fact. Um, somebody I went to universities with, uh, the girlfriend... Um, was uh, worked on uh, Captain, uh, not, uh, sorry, um, uh, Pirates of the Caribbean Four. So um, that's the one with is it Penelope Cruz or something like that? Yeah, um, Annie yeah, the show. Apparently, when he's on uh, Pirates of the Caribbean films, all he does is get drunk. Um, yeah, and apparently, because that was the one with that was the one Keith Andrews was in uh, from Rolling Stones. You mean Keith Richards? Yeah. Look, who the fuck is Keith Andrews? Keith <laughs> <laughs> Richards. Who the fuck am I? Who the fuck am I talking about? Is it Keith Andrews um, and the yeah. Rolling Stones? Um, uh, <laughs> I don't quite know that one. <laughs> that's just like a that's, that's like a Rolling Stones um, tribute act. It's like, hello, we are the slightly falling boulders, and I am Keith Andrews. <laughs> <laughs> and here, here is Michael Jacket. <laughs> Here's our best song. Paint it slightly move. <laughs> Painted we could have cut white. that whole bit out, but no. Now you've now you've worked around it. I've got to leave all this in. Fuck's sake. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, what did he involve? Uh, uh, Keith Richards. I was about to call him Keith Andrews. Does <laughs> 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 involve Keith Richards saying, "Johnny, take it easy, mate." No. Apparently, they spent the entire movie just getting smashed off their tits in the uh, in in a trailer. That was all they did, just sit there getting Fucking drunk. And then he'd actors. just walk out. Wouldn't bother to learn his lines, so he'd improvise and all the other actors would just have to work around it. Oh, jeez. I mean, Fucking that, that film has actors. Ian McShane in it. And if you're, like... If you're disrespecting Ian McShane, you deserve to get punched. Yeah. yeah. What are we talking about? Sea of Thieves. Uh, yeah, so... <laughs> sea of Thieves. Pirates. I Ian McShane point. needs to be in Sea of Thieves. That's my last word on it. I have a point I'd like to make about Sea of Thieves. Um... It looks fun. I was watching some YouTube gameplay videos of it, and I am a little bit concerned that there doesn't seem to be a lot of content in it. Yeah, it's still, I think, firmly in alpha. Yeah, it seems I'm getting yeah. kind of No Man's Sky vibes, where it's like, mm. get on your boat for your friends, go find treasure. Okay, we find a treasure. Now what? Take it to an outpost, get cash for it. Now what do we do? Go find treasure, take it back to an outpost, get cash for it. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that's the problem with games where they open you up and give you an open world to explore. Half the time they send you out there and then it's like, okay, what do you do? Get stuff, find stuff, let's have some fun. And it's like, okay, great, you've made a world and let me walk around in it, but have you put enough content in it to actually keep me entertained and keep me coming back for more? Yeah, the best description I've heard of it is, is it's a fun game, it's a unique concept and it's really good, but it's seriously underfunded. I was uh, watching a video today of a developer being interviewed about it, and at the moment they've got quite a large amount, I think about 10,000 or so people testing it, and they're due to show off the progression system and all that at Gamescom, so later this year. So it's clear, it's obviously, it's nowhere near actually being ready. I think it's 2018, they said, for release. Mm-hmm. And 
So we kind of got to allow them to actually add a lot more shit to it. Because apparently they, they've got a strong emphasis on if you're like streaming it on Twitch or something, of getting your viewers involved in some way. I might have been uh, might be misquoting them in some ways. But it seems there's almost kind of go the almost social watcher view. I I guess yeah, well, yeah. They, they did mention Twitch chat and the mm. actual trailer for it. They said, Oh you can go through this way or uh, uh, depending on what you're doing, Twitch chat might tell you to do something else. <laughs> and if Twitch chat tells me to do something else, I'll do what I fucking like. <laughs> yeah. That is why I'll yeah, never was, be a... Some of the videos watching today, uh, a couple of YouTubers were like, oh, um, I want you to look at the pirate ship and use a spyglass. Or, like, they were suggesting all these things and the developer kept saying, like, oh, yeah, we're, we're working on that, but it's just not in it quite yet. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, there's a part of me that wish, like feels that they probably didn't want to turn up for this E3. Maybe yeah, do the big sort the of here's everything we've got at Gamescom instead of mm. I think they were kind of being pushed out the door like hey, you're 4K. We, we need to show you the Xbox One X. Please go. Exclusive. <laughs> but we're not ready. Do it. And then we have uh, Anthem. Uh, that's That's a thing. I'm sorry. Everyone's really excited about it, but to me, it just looks like one of those. It, the trailer just looked like, you know, um, what was it called? Uh, Tom Clancy's uh, The Division, right? When there was yeah. that trailer, and it was like everyone was talking, and they were making it out to be like the most kind of tactical strategy thing, but they're following a script. So it's yeah. never anything like that. In reality, when you get onto voice chat, I don't, I don't use voice chat. It happened once to me that for some reason my PlayStation started a For Honor game with uh, the voice chat all turned on. I don't have a mic, but I had three people on my team who were all, I think, Russian, and they were trying to communicate with each other, or just shouting for things, and I couldn't understand a word they were saying, and I just sat there really confused. <laughs> so that's, that is my only experience of voice chat, and I'm going to assume that's basically what it's like for everyone. I mean, the, the dialogue in it was painful, like, ooh, I've got this new mortar. That's pretty cool, isn't it? Yes, yes it is. Later on, I'm it's, going to use that mortar. This this pin Trisha in later on, so we can do this crazy quest. I mean, if that was now, you'd be playing that, and there would be people that are playing music, shouting swear words, or there's a baby crying. <laughs> uh, I've like recently I've been uh, playing D and D over Discord and all that, and one of the members of the team, his girlfriend is playing Final Fantasy <laughs> MMO in the background, raiding, and we can hear her shout at people. <laughs> <laughs> And so, like, he'll be, like, doing... He'll be taking his turn, and we just said, Oh, fucking heal me, you prick! <laughs> just, what? <laughs> Who is that? Oh, sorry, it's my girlfriend. You should just let her play, but... Oh, you should you should let play the game, but you follow what she says. So she just shouts something like, Heal me, you fucking prick! Well, we got to heal her. Yeah. I've got full health. I've got full health already. We're going to have to heal you, you said, baby. You want a yeah. healing. Oh, sh- oh, shit, I rolled a one. <laughs> oh damn! Now I am a fucking freak. But yeah. see, the funny thing is, if you're saying that heal at full health, there are things in D and D where if you're at full health and you heal past capacity, you can still die. <laughs> you burst. <laughs> really? Oh. Well, as, I've never played D and D. for so. Anthem. Oh, we're getting you involved in this. Don't worry. Yeah, I want. I want to. Yes, that's something roguelike news possibly in the future. We'll uh, hold off on that. <laughs> But as for Anthem, it just did nothing for me. Hmm. Literally nothing. Didn't 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 stiffen your 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 whittler. 
It no. reminded me a lot of Destiny when it first started up, but it was always kind of like, yeah, we're going to this raid, and there's that area over there, and I was just like, yeah, this is just Destiny again, they're promising all this really cool stuff, and it's going to be bland. I mean, it's interesting seeing Bio... It's, it's Bioware making it, isn't it? Yeah. Am I correct to say that? I think yeah, so, yeah. I think it is. I think so, yeah. yeah, it's Bioware making it, which is like... And I don't... It's going to be more combat-focused. I dare say there's going to be some RPG and uh, story... D- like, developing elements to it. But it does appear to be going far more action-oriented than, say, Dragon Age Inquisition or uh, yeah. newest Mass Effect. Yeah. Which is... It's interesting, really, because... Let's fa- the gameplay is kind of always the weakest part of those games. So yeah, it, just kind of looks, it looks like a normal third-person shooter. Yeah. It's like, hey, we gave Cliff, Cliff Bozinski a load of money. He made this. Also, we're Bioware now. I'm kind of, I'm, I've got this theory that potentially that the stuff they're working on in this was what took a lot of focus away from um, Mass Effect Andromeda. It must have done. Yeah, because I'm looking at it and think, ah, see, it's really, really nice. The, 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 all the kind of stuff, look, the animations look great, the models look great, and I'm thinking, what the fuck happened to Mass Effect Andromeda then? Like, by the sound of it, like, because I think it was this, with Mass Effect Andromeda, they were working with a new version of the Frostbite engine, if I'm correct, and ah. so really you could be seeing Mass Effect Andromeda's then re- their first baby steps with it. So, yeah, this that's why this game looks actually does look beautiful, I will give it that. And Mass Effect Andromeda didn't. I mean, the only game I played would... using the Frostbite engine was um, FIFA 17. So, um, so uh, that uh, looks okay. The best use of it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Football in high definition. Sports oh. ball exclusive. <laughs> would have been so much better in 4K though, man. Uh, 4K FIFA, otherwise known as watching football. <laughs> <laughs> If you want to watch football in 4K, like better than 4K, these amazing graphics, see what you do is you go to your local stadium and you watch a match. <laughs> Although, to be fair, in 4K on FIFA 17, what you, you can actually see every single individual arse crack here that's been implanted into Wayne Rooney's head. So, you know, <laughs> you can actually see the shit particles still attached from where it was, where the hair was in his ass. I would hope they disinfected it first. You'd hope. Just, just for hygiene. <laughs> anyway, can we please talk about Sony? Let's piss off from Moving on. <laughs> Is it worth I want to talk more about Wayne Rooney's arse hair. Um... You've got your own podcast for that, Phil, and you talk about it then. <laughs> so next on the list, we have Days Gone. Rob? Days Gone. <laughs> now, when this was first announced last year, this was something I was actually really interested in due to the way the horde of the zombies worked. This time around, actually kind of, uh, like, chilled me a bit on it. I'm still interested, still going to play it, most likely. But with what they show, it was basically, here is The Last of Us. You're now a biker. You don't have any plucky companion with you. And everything's really grim. And this, it just doesn't seem to have character to itself, if I'm, if I'm honest. Mm. Uh, the character look you're playing as, the biker, looks like the same biker from Ride to Hell Retribution. Not a good thing. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's generic protagonist number 452 out the fucking cloning vats. Yeah. Forward slash biker. This, yeah. Uh, yeah, so nothing about it really... Scru- like, everything they showed this time was far more generic and far more... Oh, third person action. 
manipulate your environment a bit, yeah, take down this wall, call in the zombies, and they'll deal your enemies for you. That was not what I was looking for from what I've seen from Git Days Gone. What I loved in the first one was that just massive horde flowing like water around you. That's what I kind of wanted. Yeah, and this... you know what's going to happen when this game comes out. It's going to come out, do... Eh, okay, it'll be kind of middle of the road. And then from there, all these other games will kind of umbrella out and use that kind of flowing horde technology in their future games. I'm worried also, like already that the hordes are not going to be as big as we see, saw last year. I think this game is probably, in terms of characters on screen at one time, is going to be downgraded from what looked like 200, maybe 300 zombies to maybe 50, 60. Yeah. And that's... You make- that's yeah, not we'll, really what I'm looking for. <laughs> we we'll may we'll may get we we'll may get bigger hordes, and I think some of the more scripted areas. Mm. I can call that now. Yeah, like by the looks of it, it did look pretty scripted. This mission, like him being hit by that uh, rope cha- rope across uh, the the uh, roads, that looked pretty scripted and everything. I'd be surprised because I thought this would actually be a bit of an open world game. Where you could just sort of encounter massive hordes walking the roads and all that, and that you'd have to lose them on your bike. So yeah, days gone. Still optimistic, just more tempered than I was last time we spoke about it. Yeah. So the one thing uh, that you didn't see because you only watched the trailer, you didn't actually watch the conference, so you didn't see um, the multimedia presentation that was going on around the screen. So they had was. <laughs> They had dead bodies hanging from uh, ropes on either side of the screen. Um, and then when... What's the presenter's name? Sean... Sean I Lane. asked you this earlier. And we Sean did not Lane. get the answer. Sure, it was yeah. Sean, Lay- Sean Lane or Sean Layden. It's one of those two. Sean Le- yeah, uh, Sean Layden. Um, he, he, as he comes back out afterwards, he was like, wow, that was pretty cool. And that's the first time I've ever had to walk underneath a load of dead bodies while giving him conference. Bullshit. <laughs> He's done it thousands of times. The, the weirdest thing was, like, that was the only time they did it. They did it for that one show, and you think, oh, that's going to be interesting, I guess. They'll show different things off the side of the screen. No, that's it. Oh, okay, that was strange. Here are some dead bodies we brought from home. <laughs> Look at them, Twitch. Yeah. Somebody needs to stop Shane, Sean Layden. He just can't stop killing. <laughs> <laughs> he can get away with murder these days. He hangs the bodies in front of millions of people watching. I must show them to millions. They must appreciate my work. Yes. I am the <laughs> This artist. is my design. Every uh, every Xbox Pro terabyte drive has one human tooth right inside it. What's well, so that's quite a lot of work for the Sony guy to do. <laughs> Break into an Xbox One factory and just put a tooth in every console. <laughs> He's just there in like a big cloak and sort of bent over them and a poor foreman comes to them and say, excuse me, what are you doing? <laughs> and it's never <laughs> seen again. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and there was also some other stuff from Sony, let's be honest, that did happen. So, it was, so there was Uncharted, which was hilarious. Uh, Rob, you've seen the trailer in itself. When you watched the trailer, did it have sound? Yes, it did. Right, see, I've heard none of the Uncharted... I, I saw it, I did not hear it, because Uncharted 5... I guess, I'm guessing it's Uncharted 5, or is it a spin-off or something? It's a spin-off. spin-off. Yeah. Okay. It's about the woman who spent a lot of time trying to kill you. I heard none of it, because the first two or three games they showed, I can't remember which ones, didn't have sound. 
So, or they did, but it was so quiet that nobody could hear any of it. So, um, uh, fill me in on what happened, Rob, because I didn't, I didn't tune in to watch it. Uh, just, just quickly speaking about the sound, uh, did you see the... I don't know why the Twitch stream, for some reason, was having so many sound issues when it got to... Uh, uh, just to quick jump ahead, when it got to um, Skyrim during the Bethesda stream, the music was weirdly, like, two times faster. <laughs> <laughs> It's like, really? delay, 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 You've already seen this stuff a thousand times. Let's just get I, through it, people. It, it felt like someone just went, ah, fuck it, fast forward. <laughs> I mean, the, the people of Bethesda are really getting their money's worth out of that choir singing. <laughs> <laughs> right, so I didn't actually see the, any footage for the new Uncharted game. All I know is it features one of the antagonists from the last game. But yeah, from the trailer, it looks a lot like an Uncharted game. You're on big things that fall over and you need to climb around. There's interesting story. There's big open areas. For some reason, they showed the Jeep area from Uncharted 3. But yeah, it looks like another Uncharted game. It just looks... I don't think this game's going to do well. Call me a pessimist, but... (laughs) Yeah, it's got Uncharted written on it. It'll probably do well just on the basis of being Uncharted. Yeah, it's got got a fan base. On Naughty Dog making it. Uh, yeah. yeah. Okay, then that's cool. Naughty Dog, Naughty Dog know what they're doing. They'll, they'll, they'll sort it out. Have they ever made a bad game? Like, no. like a seriously bad game. They like they did Crash Band. They did Crash Bandicoot. Got bored of Crash Bandicoot. Started making Jack and Daxter. Got bored of Jack and Daxter. Moved on to making uh, Uncharted. Uncharted. Then made The Last of Us. Let's face it. They've got a pretty clean track record. Yeah. As companies go, they are pretty good. But we've just realised we've unch- like we saw footage for Uncharted. There was nothing of The Last of Us 2. Yeah, that oh, was yeah. one of the big criticisms of Sony. They didn't. Everyone thought they would finish with it, and then they just didn't have anything. Yeah, I've only um, just realised that. And that is actually yeah. very surprising. That's interesting. Yeah. I mean, obvious, I, I suppose, yeah, if nothing is announced at Gamescom, maybe they might save something for then. But I'd, I'm starting to think that we're looking at 2019 for that game. Yeah, uh, well, I'm guessing. Been... I'm guessing that it'll be the closer at, at um, next year's E3, and it'll come out just after that. So we're talking about late 2018, mm, uh, or mid, tw- mid 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 to late 2018 would be my guess. Unless it's going to go into um, was it the Last Guardian territory? Ten years from now, we'll be like, man, the Last of Us Two. It's coming. It's coming. It's coming. Oh, it'll come God, out, and then it will disappoint. And then it will greatly disappoint. <laughs> oh, don't say that about like... the Last of Us now. Yeah. <laughs> You have to guide this gigantic Joel around. It doesn't follow instructions. <laughs> Just, but his fur is so lovely and well well animated. I can crawl so over his was beard. Detroit then, David Cage. What's he up to these days? It's, it's a, it looks like a David Cage game, but David Cage has been reined right the fuck in. Oh, that's good to hear. Yeah, it actually looks really really cool. So it's um. Essentially, if they can, if they can, uh, you know, really follow through on this narrative, this forking narrative that they're they're trying to get into the game, if they can really deliver on that, then Which, yeah, they're looking at a really good game. I'm hesitant about that because every single David Cage game is kind of pushed. Ah, oh, your choices matter and stuff, but that's yeah. been like three or four games now, and they really don't. <laughs> maybe, maybe the technology has finally. Uh, uh, kind of caught up with David Cage's vision. 
Maybe. Yeah, but we hope. has has David Cage has David Cage's writing ability caught up with his ability, his imagination? His oh god no. So if I'm maybe like, he's just hired a team of writers. Is the story of this well by the looks of it, uh, a a robot becomes sort of self-aware and starts blending in with humanity? There's an android uprising, and you basically get to control how violent it is. So you can either make it a uh, a really sort of you know you can either be a pe- make it a peaceful protest yada 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 or you can um, start killing everyone and start setting fire to the city and stuff. Ah yes, the two versions of protests that exist. The only two. Something to point out to me is kind of a ham-fisted allegory of slavery, where it's a uh, uh, black slave tries starts uprising, speaks out. He also sings and stuff like that. I was watching it going, oh yeah, that's a little bit ham-fisted, David Cage. Yeah. <laughs> Like, he... It's also the same as um, what was it called? Deus Ex, uh, the last one Human... they did, where no. they brought out, they put in that thing of um, what is it? Augmented lives matter. Or something oh like yes, that. Oh, as like a, as yeah. like a parody or a, a sort of or as a reflection of uh, Black Lives Matter, that movement. Yeah, um, it's basically the same kind of idea, just with maybe slightly less real world or at least current real world uh, application. Yeah, I. I mean, it's it's good, I'd say, that games are trying to tackle this sort of idea. But the thing is, all these games are predominantly made. I'm not sh- I I like David Cage, and I believe quite a f- maybe a few of the writers from uh, uh, Deus Ex. A lot of them are white male. And if you're going to tackle issues about sort of historic systemic oppression and stuff... You kind of need to get out of that mindset that is of the white male. And obviously as a writer you can empathise, you can try and imagine as other characters. But you still need, I'd say, some like the actual life experience of people who have undergone that. And white men typically don't. So this, it can either be very good... Or it could kind of just miss the mark completely and sort of really just undermine a lot of good work, I suppose, of good yeah. now, like what it could be if given in the right set of hands. Because I don't have any faith in Cage's writing ability or his like depth of what he can tell, of the stories he can tell, of how nuanced he can be. So, yeah, this... It's, uh, this could like be a minefield for David Cage. See, that might explain, actually, why uh, Detroit um, has gone with a black protagonist. That That is um, certainly a, a good start, I'd say. I, I'd hope several members of like, the key team, the writing team, are black individuals. I, by the way... I, or people of colour. Yes, I do apologise. Uh, individuals of colour, yeah. So you you know what I'm trying to get at. I do apologize if I have offended. Yeah, yeah. No, no, no. It's more just that um, I don't think I don't think saying just black would be the best way of saying it. I would say more uh, just generally people of all uh, yeah, different so we... walks of life or all different kind of. So maybe Asian, maybe uh, I don't know. I like I've just yeah, blanked like, as, if is... only, as if there's only as if there's only three types of people in this world: white, black, and Asian. Yes. Um, <laughs> I'm not stepping on their phrases in minefield. Yeah. <laughs> it should be said, like, we we are always trying to be considerate of others here at the Play That Podcast. Yeah. We are not 
trying to do anything. We're, we're only coming at this with the best intentions. Fuck's sake, David Cage. You got me being sincere. <laughs> <laughs> Alright. Shadow of the Colossus has been remade. This is not a remaster or anything. It is a complete remake. Woo! Who, who's actually played Shadow of Colossus? Because I've heard a lot about it. I've seen, uh, I've seen all the pictures, and it's one of those games I've always thought was really, really cool, but I never actually played it. I've just seen lots and lots of really big giants and stuff. Nope, we're not cool. I'm I've not played good. it several times. It is so good. <laughs> yeah. Was it was it PlayStation Two that first came out on? Yeah, it's uh, very early PlayStation Two. I think it was actually. One of I might be wrong, but it was, was one it of the early. early uh, yeah, I think it was. It was like one of the early launch title things, and then I think six or seven years after that, they went. Um, maybe in PS, it was yeah, it was a PS the year they said, "Oh, we're going to make an HD remake version of it," and the HD remake version came out, and it was shit. Really? <laughs> yeah. Was it a remake or a remaster? Like, uh, was... remaster, I guess, because it was the same game, but just upscaled a little bit. Right, because what I've been reading about this one, it's a complete remake from a studio. So they're basically just redoing it in every way, like, ground up development. And that's actually I've read, I think it was a Waypoint article saying that has the potential to lose a lot of the original charm. Like, if you do sort of a shot-for-shot remake, but everything's in higher quality, you might be losing a bit of the fog and stuff like that, because in the first game, I believe... Everything that wasn't basically the Colossus in front of you was kind of shrouded in fog, a la Silent Hill, and that was a way of keeping like performance strong. Um, that- not really. It wasn't actually like that. Uh, from what I remember, the fog wasn't that bad. There was fog, but it was actually a little way off because I remember playing it, and there was like these big, wide open vi- vistas, and you could climb up this tower, and the, the views were fantastic. Well, I'm yeah, I'm probably I'm getting this probably quite wrong from an article I read about five days ago. That by doing a new remaster, you might be losing a bit of that. I'm I'm going to try and find the article and maybe post it on Twitter a bit later. But yeah, the, something will be lost in the remake remaster making of the game, which has the has the potential to be t- true, of course. Uh, but I'm still looking forward to actually giving this a uh, playthrough for myself because I never got around to playing the original. I highly recommend it. It's a really good game. It's an, an argu- Arguably, it's on the uh, list of games you must play. Ah. I think I've got one of those books that says, like, 101 games to play before you die. And, like, yeah, that's one that's always mentioned. In case you are. If, you, if you're about to die, play Shadow of the Colossus. Okay. Don't don't spend time. Don't spend any time with your loved ones. That's wasted time. Play Shadow. <laughs> yeah. Play more video games. I'm no, I'm excited because in the trailer, uh, I was talking to a friend of mine who also loves it as much as I do. That in this game, they've really captured the sense of the Colossus being these big creatures that lumber around, and there's like stuff falling off them, and they're like denting the ground, and they, they feel big. Whereas in the PS2 game, yeah, they were big characters, but they felt more like. Um, you know, in like really early like NES and like three sixty games, where you had this big boss character to fight against, and it looked big, but it just felt like another enemy. Just but the model was stretched out. That's what they felt like. But in this, they genuinely feel a lot like this big, huge thing that's lumbering around in front of you that, that you need to climb over. That's good because 
obviously you want these massive colossus to have a good sense of physicality to them. They can't just be like like Bowser was in like the N64 era. Just he looked big, but his hit belt, he was just big, one big hitbox and like you kind of want him all to be. Yeah. You want them to feel imposing as well, like not just big. Like you can be small and imposing, but if you're big and imposing, yeah. You need that sense of weight behind every movement and every sort of every hit, every impact, every whatever needs to have a sense of like size and a sense of weight behind it. Yeah, for when these colossus move, you want the earth to shake with every step. Mm. Yeah, basically the 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 closest uh, the game I've played that had that had that kind of effect in it best actually was uh, Final Fantasy fifteen. When you fight the big, um, uh, what the they tortoise. Called, uh, yeah, the tortoise, the the and the the um. And the sea dragon thing as well, uh, the hydreon. Uh, when you fight those, you know you can see they're big, and when they move, you can feel they're big. Like they, you know, they 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 feel like huge enemies, not just not just I you know like your run of the mill boss fights. Very neatly onto the new God of War, which has got some big fuckers in it. Oh yeah, Jormungandr, the world serpent. It reminded me a lot of um, Kath, the serpent from Dark Souls, when I first seen it. I was like, oh! <laughs> I mean, they put in this story that like he wants to help, but you have to be fighting that thing at some point. They yeah. cannot they cannot make a God of War game in Norse mythology and not have Kratos smashing up the world serpent. It just can't but the, happen. But the thing is, we've seen what happens when Kratos kills gods. Remember when he killed Poseidon? The seas went mental. <laughs> mm. If he kills the world serpents, he fucks up the universes. I mean, I was really fucking happy because they show they showed Milnir, Thor's hammer, this kind of like massive and frozen. I thought, yes, I want to have a fight on Mjolnir because one of the things about <laughs> Mjolnir is it can grow and shrink depending on what Thor wanted it to do. So he could usually just wear it like a pendant around his neck. Or have a massive fuck off warhammer that he can just smash giants with. Mm. And, so that- and that's the one only only he can lift it as well. That's the point, right? Yeah. Yeah, and we yeah. all know Kratos is gonna lift Mjolnir. Yeah. That is how it, I I bet ten pound that you use Mjolnir. You Kratos picks up in sheer bloody rage and kills uh, Yomungandr with it. By the way, I have fairly involved Scandinavian listeners. Is my pronunciation good? I feel like it is. It sounded very like it sounded like you really knew what you were doing there. I was like, "Wow, do you got any Scandinavian relatives there, Rob?" Not telling us about. I've been listening to a audiobook of Norse mythology read by Neil Gaiman, and he is really good. Hey, that's where I've learned a lot of my Norse mythology of late. So yeah, Jormungandr. Yep. I, I am I'm not. just going to say that Rob's Rob's new surname is going to be Rob Ed, Edwardson. Edwardson, no, <laughs> Edwardson, son of Edward. <laughs> no, no, my d- dad wants to do uh, genetic profiling from us. Apparently, we're Portuguese. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's all right. That's just the sort- well, everyone comes. Yeah. Everyone comes a little bit from everywhere because most of us have like at least one percent Asian in us because because um, of the Mongols. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah, but they, this was like, yeah, strong Iberian influence in my family, which if you look at us, no. <laughs> they bred that thinking, out fast. I'm just thinking that's all kind of a weird government slogan, that we're all 1% Asian. <laughs> China's there's China. your episode title. <laughs> we're all 1% Asian.
<laughs> I, I want to talk for a uh, moment about um, my favourite reaction, audience reaction of uh, the of the entirety of E3. Now, Rob, you may not have seen this one. This one probably flew under the radar. Uh, did you have you seen the VR uh, trailers? No, VR E3? does not interest me. I'm not wasting my bandwidth right. on that. So they've got a uh, <laughs> they got this game called Moss. Right, it's about a little uh, mouse. Oh. Who's an, uh, a little tiny mouse? Um, who I've got the information there. Whose name is Quill? Um, so it gets to the end of it. The camera pans round to the audience, and I would like, if I may, to do a performance of the audience's reaction to that moment, if I may. Go on. We're waiting. I've already started. That was it. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Deadpan silence, silence across no the audience. One. I was waiting for one absolute hero in the audience to just go. <laughs> That's how I just wanted it broken up. <laughs> just a cricket plays. <laughs> tumbleweed drills by. Yeah. <laughs> who who game, let the tumbleweed just, in? Normally, there's always at least kind of dignified applause. Just this game got nothing. Just silence. Everyone was like, "Next." Oh, right. <laughs> the other VR games they've got. Uh, oh, Elijah Wood's got a game. Frodo. Frodo's got a game. Um, he's got a they VR game. The was it the Inpatient? Was that one his? The um, I think that was him. I think so. It's out. Oh wait, so it's another right? horror horror VR game that uh, plays on mental illness. I see. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Well, this actually just remind me of one game. I think we've actually forgot to put on our list of games. Uh, the Escape game. What what's it called? Get Out or something? No, not Get Out. That's the film by Jordan Peele. Uh, it's the get- this game clearly didn't do particularly well because I've forgotten about it. So it's, yeah, it's, it's the one from the makers of Brothers: A Tale of Two Sons, where it stars oh. two guys getting out of prison. Yeah, yeah, the game that's going to be played by every Let's Player ever. Yeah, screaming in the again. Mic. I've 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 still forgotten it. So yeah. Yeah, it's uh, it looks like Shawshank meets Uncharted, meets which... Road to Hell a little bit. Yeah. Speaking of VR, is it worth mentioning Skyrim VR? Rob, do you want to take this? Alright, now, we've Bethesda does have a little conference later, which we'll probably address, but Skyrim, let it fucking die. When did that game come out, guys? Um, 2011. Really? Yep, 2011. Six years, they have remastered it. It's on every fucking console. It's coming to the Switch, which is, you know, good. Gives Switch another game that people know is at least good, question mark. But yeah, in this time, they have released another one of their big fucking open world RPGs in the form of Fallout 4. They've given that a shit ton of DLC. But they keep coming back to fucking the Skyrim well, because we apparently can't let it drop. Let Skyrim die. Please, Todd, Todd Howard, let it go. Can I just say, I was sitting there uh, going through every single like, Skyrim, I was going to Skyrim the Xbox, blah, blah, blah. There's eight different versions of Skyrim. Eight. Hmm. Eight. I mean, at this point, there were, like, almost more versions of Skyrim than there are of Sonic 2. And, that, and Doom. Doom's come out for everything. Like we were discussing, it came out on printers and, like, thermostats. Sky, 
in 10 years, Skyrim will be playable on your thermostat, on your boiler. <laughs> <laughs> if, you've got, if you've got a smart reader for your gas and electricity, you could probably play Skyrim on that now. They haven't done a mobile version yet, have they? Yet, yeah. Yet. Yeah, that's probably on the cards. I'm just imagining now, it's like uh, you get an electrician in first thing in the morning, and they go into your cupboard, and they're in there for like three hours. You go in and you go, what are you doing, mate? You're reading my meter or something? I oh, know, pal, I'm just doing this quest for the Dark Brotherhood. I'll be out in a minute. Uh, I am Dovahkeen. <laughs> I am Dovahkeen. <laughs> Dove no, you're Barry. Do do my plumbing. Put my gas back on. <laughs> it's so cold in here. I do like Skyrim. It is a fun game. It's just I kind of wish Bethesda would let it drop. It's like, you know what was a better game? Oblivion. Why can't you like remaster Oblivion? I'd play the shit out of that, please. I was literally about to say, like, I wish they'd, you know, they they have other games in that series. Skyrim is the fifth game in that series. Yeah, it's uh, Elder Scrolls V, isn't it? Yeah. They've got, like, another four games before that that they could be remastering. Okay, I know, like, you know, the very early ones were a totally different game and, you know, probably wouldn't sell that well now, but Oblivion and uh, Morrowind... Morrowind would sell would so well, I think, because there's a lot of love for that game. But I, that Oblivion yeah. actually didn't. A lot of, yeah. a lot of fans actually, I think, were disappointed by Oblivion compared to Morrowind. Like it opened up a whole new market for them because I think it really popularized the their style. But it was so sort of user friendly, welcoming, and it had Patrick Stewart and Sean Bean that <laughs> I think it turned off a lot of the old Morrowind fans because Morrowind is by the sound of it, a fucking tough game at times like, it's hardcore like, it didn't give you like instructions on the minimap there were no quest markers and all that you had to put things down in a journal like, it's old school RPG in a lot of ways one thing left I think I want to talk about from Sony and it's oh, uh, I've, oh sorry I've just remembered something VR that we need to take the piss out of of course completely forgot go on um yeah, uh, so obviously the Final Fantasy games, they're very, very big, very, very popular. They wanted to do a VR game from Final Fantasy, so naturally they went straight to fishing. So <laughs> so we've got a Final Fantasy fishing VR game. That's going to give Ignis so many more like ideas for recipes. I found another recipe. <laughs> Fish fingers. When I watched that, I thought, yeah, okay, there's a niche for this. It's kind of like Sega Bash Fishing. But the bit that I kind of went, okay, I'm uncomfortable now, is when you're sitting at the campfire and you're looking around and Noctis is turning around and joking with you. You're kind of... It's like someone getting all the little action figures and then sitting around them and going, yeah, these are my friends. (laughs) (laughs) If I was in this world, Noctis and I would be bestest friends. That's what it fucking felt like, and that made me uncomfortable. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> but I like the idea of them just, you know, one of them having a drink and then one of them just getting up halfway through and just going, I need a piss. Wandering <laughs> off into the wilderness for a minute and just going for a slash. I like to think that when they're doing it, like, they do the whole, like, animations of, like, talking and chatting and playing games and stuff, but there's no sound. There's just this awkward silence. <laughs> so they're doing all the animations and, like, there's no voices coming out of them, but they're still, like, background noise. And you're just sitting there going, why aren't they making any noise? <laughs> just... <laughs> Why have they stopped talking? 
I like the idea of them just getting oh. the voice actors. I, I wonder if they've got the original voice actors to actually just record extra lines for it. And they're yeah. just sitting there like, yeah, guys, just just talk amongst yourselves for a bit. <laughs> we, you want us to be you want us to be twenty year old boys having conversation with them amongst themselves. Cheeky Nando's guys, all right. Let's yeah. go to Magaluf. Or either that, or they try to interact you with they interact with you like they do in Fallout Four, where they pronounce your name. It's like, hey, player, I really like your skill, player. <laughs> player. Well done on catching that big fish, player. <laughs> Unless it had your name in the database, in which case then it would just be awkwardly pronouncing your name. So it'd be like, uh, "What do you think of cup noodles, player?" <laughs> <laughs> Is your character always just called player? <laughs> player, yeah. I will say though, just because Phil said that uh, in Fallout 4, they do have Matt, so I do have Cogs or saying Mr. Matt. <laughs> I mean, I think they put in John Cena. I. <laughs> really? But you can't see him. Yeah. <laughs> So like, hello, oh. Mr. Cena. Ba, ba, da, ba, da, ba, da. I know that is not his theme tune, but I like getting it wrong just to annoy John Cena fans. I would love if they did do that name thing, uh, but they let you put in swear words. So every now and then it's like, come on, fuckface, we got a new recipe. <laughs> hello, dick bag. <laughs> You're a big bag of dicks, aren't you, dick bag? Hey, cunt, watch out, there's a fish. <laughs> <laughs> I think Phil, your uh, your side quest for editing this is uh, actually bleeping out all the swear words for this one. Nah, I'm just gonna keep them in. Fuck, 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 fuck. There was a very good bit at the end of an audiobook by Matt Berry playing the character of Stephen Toast, where every other word is censored for legal reasons. It's a bit, and so you barely get, you barely understand what is happening, and he keeps dropping all these names, followed by then they did beep, and the Bishop of Benminster and Bath went beep, just all this stuff. What is going on in this just five minute tirade of being censored? (laughs) That's very good. It's a it's a weird audio book, by the way. Toast on toast. If you want to check that out, I would. It's weird. Americans will not get it. So All right. Next on the docket. Next on the docket, and I think this will will wind down Sony really, because uh, Christ, we only have so much time in our lives. This would be Spider Man or Spider Sp- uh, Spider Man Arkham Spider. <laughs> that did look. I mean, yeah, it, did it look looks a lot good. Like the Batman games. <laughs> it, yeah, it's basically Batman, but it's not Batman. It's Batman. It looked like they'd. It looked like they'd looked at Batman, gone. Okay, so that's how people want us to do superhero games. Okay, let's Batman, Spider-Man. Let's Batman. Let's Spider-Man. Let's Spider-Man, Spider-Man. Spider-Man. up there, Spider-Man. <laughs> I will say, uh, like when I was watching the trailer, uh, the swinging mechanics look a lot like Spider-Man Two, which has got the best swinging mechanics. Which is all based on physics, yeah, yeah, yeah. And, like, where you actually attach the rope to swing around the. So that, that could is be definitely rugged. what they're aiming for. Mm. I, the sort of initial bits where it is basically the predator sections and the combat sections from the Arkham games, that look it looks fairly competent, nice acrobatic style, which yeah suits Spider-Man down to the ground. Then it goes into this, what I thought was actually a really cool sequence. But Phil, you weren't that keen on it of the helicopter chase. See, I didn't mind it. I think it was just the fact that it, it, uh, the problem with the the whole like um, trailer that I saw was 
that it the whole thing looked very scripted and i'm mm. not sure whether it's that what i'm hoping is that it's just that it just that mission that was a mission section which is scripted mm. and everything else is going to be free and open and you can move around the city as you want um what i'm worried about is that that's going to be that that's going to be the entire game um you know, if if it is just mission based, then I'm fine with it. That did. Look I, really, I believe really cool. it is an open world um, game. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. In which case, then I'm fine. In with terms it. of Spider-Man, he works really well in open world. There was a great one. I'm trying hmm. to remember. It's like Spider-Man Ultimate something. I might just got Ultimate Spider-Man, the PlayStation Two game where you play played as both Spider-Man and Venom, and that. Oh was, yeah, I played that one. Yeah. Yeah, you were basically on just Manhattan and a bit of Queens, and that was a really good game. Really, I since I never played Spider-Man Two, this was the it was to me the best Spider-Man experience I could have on the PlayStation. <laughs> Apart from the Spider-Man Two for the PlayStation One, which had Stan Lee in it, who is like oh, I was just that was my first introduction to Stan Lee, and it's fucking brilliant. I love that man. <laughs> that man has an amazing voice. It's one of those things that I don't think is talked about enough about his legacy of how cool his voice is. Excelsior! It's it's one I don't think Brits can do particularly well. I, it's very difficult to do an America uh, do a like uh, impression of Stanley as a a British person. I'm sure American could just because he's got such uh, interesting way of speaking, and he's just so passionate. I just love him. Right. He sounds. He sounds like a, a. He sounds a little bit like the vocal tone of kind of a cranky old man, a cranky old American man. But he's got the passion and the exuberance of a young, a young man. Oh yeah. Like, so it kind of has oh, this yeah. juxtaposition between the two, which makes it work. Is what makes it kind of a really interesting vocal tone. Yeah, it's just there's something so, so passionate about Stanley that you just can't not love him if you're a bit of a nerd. That's why he's put in like every you know, Marvel. He's like everyone's favorite. That's why grandma. he's in every Marvel film. Yeah, mm. he's like everyone's favorite granddad. Yeah. Oh yeah, if my granddad had been Stanley, I'd have been so happy. Not only because the inheritance I'd want to get. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you would never have to work a day in your life. Yeah, I, I don't think anyone in his family ever have to again. <laughs> I mean, his. I really kind. I want there to be a Stanley biopic. Like it will be. Oh, there will be when he's. Yes, when oh jeez, I I I'm not ready for that day when it, that, that happens. Mm. <laughs> yeah. what, Nate, Just lost Nate. that three. He's fit yeah. as a fiddle and has all the money in the world. He'll be fine. If Rupert Murdoch, if Rupert Murdoch di- uh, dies, if no Stanley dies before Rupert Murdoch, I will be very unhappy. I'm We've sick. just lost Adam West, haven't we? So you know we're uh... oh Adam West. Adam West and Roger Moore are my cool, like, they're the cool camp classics of the, se- uh, the 60s and 70s who I love. Oh god, I forgot Roger Moore died. Yeah. Sad yeah. times. 2017's already sucking. Uh, let's anyway. Jeez. Oh, We're going to something a bit more, like, light-hearted. Nintendo! Nintendo! <laughs> and Mario possessing people! <laughs> are we going to jump straight into, um... The uh, jump straight into the big closer, which was uh, uh, Mario Odyssey. Yeah, that's yeah, like, yeah, so, come uh, on. That's all we really care about when it comes to Nintendo. What's Mario up to? Oh my God, his hat is possessed. 
Oh my god, that's a but this is the thing. It started off with a dinosaur, and I thought they were showing the Monster Hunter game again. That would be cool. I thought they were showing the Monster Hunter game, which they'd already shown at the PlayStation one. So I thought, okay, they're showing it again. Are they just going, hey, we've got a Switch version? <laughs> yeah. No. Uh, then all of a sudden, Mario jumps up, um, throws a hat at him, and suddenly Mario is a di- uh, is a dinosaur. Um, but is now the dinosaur the Nintendo- Mario? Oh yeah, no, the Mario controls it because whenever Mario um, contro- takes over a um, uh, takes someone over, that that entity, whatever it is, grows a mustache and uh, puts on the hat. Right. So um, basically, if you look really carefully, you can see a tiny little mustache on the dinosaur. There is a yeah. very good tweet that I saw that it was related to that idea, and if I could just see, it is. Uh, Mario has possessed a frog, but uh, first you need to do the Werner Herzog voice, and this is not a particularly good Werner Herzog. The look of shock etched onto the cartoon toad's face is not solely of surprise. It is the last flicker of identity, and it's just this frog looking surprised. (laughs) (laughs) And soon he will accept his death alone and unloved. But the main thing I really took away from the trailer is Bowser has a new suit and looks snazzy as fuck. He looks like a pimp. He looks so (laughs) baller. I mean, I've seen it going around that that is a gay wedding Bowser. And yeah, fuck it, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Bowser Bowser and Bowser in a civil partnership. (laughs) I like the idea that Bowser spent all of his winnings from the... um, uh, Mario Kart racing cups. All of his winning money has been spent on that suit, just to <laughs> oh, try and get. Just so, but he looks snazzy as fuck, and he's rented a boat for the day, and he is just gonna ride it through town. <laughs> just speaking of Mario's hat possessing people, was everyone else like found it a little bit creepy when he possessed some random person in the street? <laughs> I would like to know, like, from that guy's perspective, what happens. Like, his wife's sitting somewhere, like, in a, a restaurant. Like, he's going through this really messy divorce, and he thinks, perhaps I can save it. Perhaps I can talk her back from it. We'll have this meeting after not speaking for months. She has the kids. Perhaps maybe I can turn her around and rekindle this lost relationship. And what's that small Italian man walking towards me on the street? Why am I in this park? Where's my clothes? What are all these coins? It's a me, Mario. <laughs> He just wakes up in a park half naked and there's this small Italian man running away from his body. This, this, this moustache, it won't come off. <laughs> Who am I now? <laughs> I, it's just, uh, when I see that Doctor Who episode with uh, the kids in the gas mask and every oh, time yeah. they touch someone they grow a gas mask on their face and it's like, Are you, you are my Mario. Mario. really creepy as fuck. <laughs> and so now it's Mario going around turning everyone else into Marios. He is agent smithing them. Oh god, can you imagine that being that one guy left and then this, like, you're running through the street there's like, people all around you wearing the Italian hats and the moustaches you can uh, see coins and mushrooms everywhere. You run around a corner. You see somebody crouched over in the street. You think, at last, there's a survivor. He can help me. You run up, you put your hand on his shoulder, and he slowly turns around, looks you dead in the eye, and goes, It's a me! <laughs> oh, what is that uh, Donald Sutherland film where it ends with the woman patting that Donald Sutherland on the back, and he turns around and like, screams, and, she, like, and it's like, Oh my god, he's been taken. 
Uh, invasion of the Body Snatchers. Yes, it's Invasion of the Body Snatchers with Mario. <laughs> <laughs> so if you put it like this, you are basically spreading this Italian-American plumber virus, <laughs> virus through a through New Donk City. And you not even just humans that you take over, or, or plants. Like inanimate objects become Mario. <laughs> Electricity becomes Mario. This is how the world dies: not with a bang, but with a plumber. <laughs> it's it's a me. It's a you. You are me. I am you. It's ah, a me. Ah, We're ah, all a me. Ah. <laughs> And turns out all Bowser was trying to do was stop Mario learning about the ability that his hat could take over the world. Bowser was kidnapping Peach because Peach's blood holds the cure. <laughs> oh, then it just turns into some like Mad Max style apocalypse. Those two are just Mario carting it through uh, the desert. Well, Ma- My name is Bowser. <laughs> I need to get this vial of blood to the shy guys. What do, you think, Ma- what do you think Mario Kart is? <laughs> it's training Mario's... for the apocalypse. Yeah, Mario's chased behind Bowser like, Mediocre! <laughs> <laughs> it's a me. That's a poor performance, yeah? <laughs> you were riding in the mushroom uh, cup forever. Uh, Shiny and chrome. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I, I do want to see Luigi as a war boy. <laughs> <laughs> With with his death stare as well. Warboy Yeah. What a track! What a lovely I track! D- I live, I die, I live, I die, I live again! <laughs> Just blue shelling the shit out of Bowser. <laughs> <laughs> it's a me, the bullet farmer. Uh. And Daisy ro- rolling in with a sniper rifle on a bike. <laughs> oh, you could. Oh, is, she, is she Furiosa in this? Yeah. It's got uh, one of the shy guys suspended from a trampoline playing the guitar. <laughs> <laughs> nah. <laughs> Dry bones, he'll play the guitar. Just on there shredding. Yeah. Shred- shredding on his own ribs. Alright, so I think we need to now commission a shot-for-shot remake of Mad Max Fury Road, starring the complete cast of Mario Kart. (laughs) This is where we announce our Kickstarter. (laughs) Yeah, we have raised £5. We believe we need £10. (laughs) What are we talking about? Oh yeah, Mario. (laughs) It's a me, the apocalypse. (laughs) Do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do. What we need is a junkie XL, uh, you know, Mad Max style version of the um, Mario theme. So, like, you know, uh, it's got all of the Hans Zimmer drums. So, and then there's just like, dun, 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 So on. <laughs> it should be pointed out that Phil was not actually tapping anything with his uh, hands there. Was it all my wang? <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah. Very, very good percussive implement that is. He's drumming on his massive balls. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> 
Like, you're the musician, Phil. If you could put that together, it I'll, would be the best. I'll find, I'll, I'll find a way. I'll find a way. I mean, this is the thing that gets gets you particularly noticed. A <laughs> Mad Max style reimagining of Mario's like, theme tune. It, all the video game classics, just some music from like Kirby or whatever. Uh, just do them all as a Mad Max. Yeah. I don't know why, I'm trying to think of the Mad Max theme tune, but I keep thinking of the Wonder Woman one for some reason. Just, just, uh, just, um, I mean, Rainbow that's a pretty Road. epic song I like the idea well. of uh, yeah. Mad Max being done on Rainbow Road. So, um, <laughs> every five seconds, they keep falling off the side of the road, and then the the, the, the chase sequences are broken up by them just falling off the side of the road. There's all these war boys raining from this guy. <laughs> Immortan Mario. Mediocre. As people just fall over I've lost track of each side. <laughs> I've lost track of the in the chrome. <laughs> I've taken my brides. Who's actually the hero in this now? Who's playing the uh, Bowser? Uh, oh, yeah, Mario's the bad guy. Like, Mario is the bad guy. <laughs> Mario is a mortal Joe. Who's Waluigi in this? <laughs> Bowser's, Bowser's the good guy, and Peach has the cure for the Mario virus in her blood. Yeah. But uh, the good guy, Mad, d- Mad, Mad Bowser, we'll call him, doesn't really want to be involved. He's just trying to get go somewhere safe. Yeah. So what else is Mario oh, be doing? Yeah. Oh yeah, he's Ubisoft fighting and rabbits Mario now. Mario have gotten together in in perfect harmony. Um, like I have a question. Baby's first um, XCOM. Are people buying the rabbits games? Are they popular? Are they popular? With kids, I'm fucking I, not. I was gonna say. With kids, I believe they're popular. Really? I was gonna say because I've never heard. I've never heard anyone talking about them. Never seen them anywhere. I don't understand like why Mario, why Nintendo have done a crossover with Ubisoft on that project because it's not a popular. It's not a big franchise as far as I've seen. You know, it's got. A, there's a couple of Rabbids games. Yeah, okay. They're, you know, they're games that exist. I've heard of them. Does they're, does this now mean that Mario is now? Canon with Rayman. Yeah, I'm just about to say that. Well, yeah, because Rabbit started in Rayman Universe. I suppose theoretically yeah. you could say it was because because um, the idea is that the the Rabbits have come across from like an alternate dimension. So I guess you could theoretically say that in an alternate dimension of Mario, Ray- Rayman somehow exists. All right, but. <laughs> I'm not sure whether you can say they're canon, although I like the idea of Rayman. Just you know what Ubisoft will do? They will make Rayman a DLC character or something. You'll be able to download Rayman for for real world money. Uh, oh god, yeah. So you'll you'll use your. I mean, I would just like. You know, you know what this is actually. I bet what? you anything, Nintendo are doing this because they know they can charge. Um, they can, this is the only way. Nintendo can't get away with microtransactions in their games, right? Like they haven't ever done it. That, that's why they. That's why they're yeah. the amiibo. They're doing a crossover. Yeah, they're doing a crossover with Ubisoft, so they can get away to put um, microtransactions in their games <laughs> by just doing a partnership with the kings of the microtransactions. Hey, oh God, how do we do like... DRM? I don't know. And we're not run by Mario for some reason. I've just realised something. Um, with the XCOM thing, just because we're talking about Rayman, you, I can see it now. Like they'll be doing these things where, like, oh, you can play Mario versus Rabbids and XCOM. Buy this amiibo, put the amiibo on, and you get this ran unique, you new, new unit to the game. I can, ah, 
I mean, I would just be happy if uh, Rayman could be a playable character in the next Smash Brothers game. <laughs> I think I think he actually was teased for the last one at one point as well. We'll see. Yeah, I can see that being a thing. But I mean, he'd be good. They just need to get really quite a few of the mascots in. Yeah. I wasn't. Isn't Sonic now in them? Yeah, Sonic's in it. Yeah. Sonic's been in two. Yeah. 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 Sonic and who was the other one they got in? Uh, was it Pac-Man? Was the one that wasn't? Yeah, Pac-Man. Yeah, Pac-Man was the other one that they got who wasn't a uh, traditional. Um, a traditional Nintendo character. Um, Mega Man as well, I think. Oh yeah, Mega Man. That was the other one, yeah. And then obviously there's like the weird ones. There's like Mr. Game and Watch as well, who's like, why? Why are you here? You, uh, I know you're Nintendo technically, but no one's no. Who who owns a Game and Watch here of any ver any description? <laughs> Literally no one. As I'll just say, as much as we shit on the whole Mario and Rabbids thing, um, it was kind of nice to see the developer of it in the audience watching the display and seeing everyone react so positively to his game and actually a little breakdown and cry. That yeah. was kind of sweet. But it, was, it was more the fact that Shigeru Miyamoto, uh, who I assume pretty much every game developer, Miyamoto is going to be their hero. Miyamoto standing on stage and t talking about him and saying, you know, that he was the, the lead on this project and you know, how well he'd done and how good he was. I think that was the moment that got him because he just kind of went, you know, I'm here with my hero or one of my heroes saying that I am, you know. It's basically how I would react if Jason Vandenberg were ever to say that I I, I had done very, very well on something, you know. <laughs> <laughs> well done, Phil. You have smited your enemies mightily. I like this track you made. This yeah. is O-Track now. <laughs> <laughs> Jason, why do you all the time? Why do you keep doing this, Jason? <laughs> it's just what I have left. It's all I know. Go back to cleaning the floors in our office. There are my floors now. <laughs> he just like takes the tiling off the floors and walks away. <laughs> that mop's not yours. It's that... my mop now. <laughs> uh. Now. We could just like neatly segue into just Ubisoft generally, but I'm looking at what they've put out, and none of it really interests me. Uh, there was something good. Uh, there was a few good things on there. Um, so obviously there's Assassin's Creed, which is you know, Assassin's Creed oranges. Or as I well, I called it Assassins. Uh, it's Prince of Persia for uh, this time. This, this time it's Creedinal. Um <laughs> Creed, uh, which is uh, yeah, so they've gone Egyptian with it, and this is a prequel to the entire series. So it's Assassin's Creed Origins, the first, um, uh, presumably announcing the introduction to the uh, to uh, to the, the the Assassins and the the Knights Templar and all this. Um, what even is the plot to the Assassin's Creed anymore? I'm not sure. There's. I have no fucking idea. There, there was the Knights Templar, then there were assassins, then there was a computer system that let you remember memories, and then there was. Then there was. Also, there's then there was this Victorian massive... England. And then there's aliens, also... and then something about a meteor, and yeah. then seas rising or something like that. <laughs> uh, though I think this race of basically proto-humans who were enslaved by the aliens in some way. Who had then got the apples of Eden, and I, 
trying to make sense of the Assassin's Creed lore that has gone around and just been just been shat out every couple of years is just it's incomprehensible. Well, they they pass yeah. it. I, I think they they kind of pass it from person to person because it's always got a different creative director, different this, different that. And I think it's just a case of like no one's communicating between projects, so. They're essentially yeah. just each... It's like a lot of people have all made a big pie together. And every single person's thrown in a different, like, um, kind of a different item into the mix. But nobody's actually communicated, so they're not sure what flavor pie they're trying to make. So they've just kind of gone, I wouldn't, it's, blue, it's blueberry steak and kidney, chicken and leek, uh, jam... And then there's that one guy who's just in the middle of it got really confused and made a sausage roll. I do wonder what. Sorry, I'm uh, in the middle of that. I don't know why I started laughing. I would so- say it was it's less pie, more like pile of washing. You know, like when you walk towards something, you say like, "I've got these shirts I need to wash. Where do you put your shirts to wash them?" I just chuck them in that pile over there. They'll get washed. Eventually. I do wonder what the sort of the original team from the first Assassin's Creed game think now. They like <laughs> look at everything that's followed by various other teams like. What the fuck have you done to this? This used what to just did be... you do? <laughs> she was so beautiful. She was a bit shit, but it was good. <laughs> I think I've, I've heard my my favourite summarisation of the Assassin's Creed franchise is from our good friend Phil Keelan in his uh, Assassin's Creed 3 Let's Play. Plug, plug, plug. Which is, there's a cutscene playing and this alien is talking and Phil's talking about something else and just stops and turns around and goes, Oh my god, who the fuck cares? <laughs> Which is a great way to summarise up the entire series. It's, What's the plot to the, the Assassin's Creed franchise? Who the fuck cares? <laughs> yeah, it's just kind of incomprehensible. And I've stopped caring. And I know Origins appears to be going... Actually, a bit more of the RPG route a lot of the way, especially the combat. That seems to be stripped down quite a bit and appears to be less sort of just counter-based, which they've always been trying to do since basically the first game. Yeah. But, yeah, nothing about this series as holds any interest for me at all. I'm intrigued on how they're going to explain away the whole you can see through the eyes of a hawk thing because that's... Magic. Yeah. I mean, what they're going to say is something like, yeah, obviously Assassin's Creed is like, you play this character because somewhere in your genes, this is your ancient ancestor. I mean, what they're going to say with the hawk, yes, yeah, somewhere in your great, 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 great grandfather, your father was a sparrow hawk. <laughs> your your mother was a budgie. <laughs> One of your grandparents fucked a bird at some point in history. Yeah. <laughs> I would laugh so, if they put Somewhere that in, in your lineage... Yeah, somebody I mean, got a little bit close with an arrow. <laughs> <laughs> it was a cold night, and you got very mm. close to that vulture. <laughs> <laughs> just starts spooning a vulture, and it just music plays. Yeah, Karen isn't the only thing they ate that night, if you oh. know what I mean. <laughs> <laughs> I think the RSPCA would be in that so quickly. <laughs> what the fuck uh, are you doing to this bird? It's the Egyptian times RSPCA wasn't around. As long as you weren't abusing cats, you could do what you like, animals. Yeah. Alright, so there was also uh, Far Cry 5, which, yeah. Far Cry 5. Yeah. All, all I've heard about it is that apparently it's, it, it, is it racist, or is it is it not racist enough for people, or what is it again? I'm confused. It's 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 a white genocide simulator, mate. White genocide like, yeah, simulator, I see, okay. 
I mean, anti-republic. All the other games where you went around, I like far flung countries and killed the indigenous population. That's that's cool, man. But if you go to fucking what is it, Minas Montana, the whitest place on earth, and I'm including England in that <laughs> list. <laughs> yeah, if you go to Montana and just harm a few religious fanatics, oh, it's white genocide. Ugh. Yeah, killing Johnny Foreigner is fine, but David Whiteman, that's a no-no. Don't, no, no, you must talk. You must intellectually debate that man. Mm. Only in the court forum of ideas can he be beaten. Remember, everyone, right is white. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. I, I, actually, I, I feel it's very brave of them to really go in that sort of direction. Like, yeah, go to America and fuck them up like quintessential Americans. Well, I like, think it's kind of a, a social commentary because didn't one of the developers in his announcement obviously say, say something along the lines of yeah people are fucking scared. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. In the middle of it, he was just like, uh, uh, there was you know it had all been fairly tame. I think there'd been like one swear word. And then this one just guy's just like yeah, so this is the game. Blah, 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 blah. And he starts telling the story and then he just in the middle of it goes people are fucking scared. And then everyone reacts mm. like you know in school. When, if you ever had, like, when you were at school, one teacher just accidentally swore in the middle of a lesson, it was that kind of re- response. Everyone was just like, ooh. <laughs> Everyone was just like, wow. Oh, you said a swear word. Oh, it's edgy, this game, isn't it? But no one was being sarcastic. Everyone was just like, whoa, he swore. Man, this game's going to be fucking cool. That's what it felt like from the audience. He is one of us. <laughs> and then he we just swear as well. Then he kind of broke it and just kind of went, sorry, I had to say that. <laughs> uh, I think it looks I think it looks good. The co-op camp, like the entire campaign is apparently co-op playable, so that could be interesting. And you're not playing a set character. You are like going in as your own character, which I think is pretty good. Because yep. one of the big problems I've had with the last few Far Cry games is the character you play as. Like the Brody guy in Far Cry Three was just obnoxious. Uh, I, I liked him. Oh, that's because he looked like you. <laughs> he does not look like me in the slightest. <laughs> <laughs> I'm far too paler than him. <laughs> but if we just get you base jumping over some Polynesian islands, you'll be—you'll look like him in no time. <laughs> <laughs> For this experiment, we trapped Matt on an island and told him to ingratiate himself with the locals and kill everything in sight. Well, we wanted them to do a bungee jump once we put him out on, because he kept catching on fire in the fucking sunlight. He's <laughs> <laughs> just like, it burns, it burns. Yeah. You haven't even gone you... outside yet, Matt. It burns. You may be wondering why he's wearing this fire retardant suit. <laughs> <laughs> You're just in some sort of gimp suit that's made of asbestos. Scotsmen are notoriously flammable. Yeah. <laughs> All it's doing is setting fire to me from the inside out. Yeah. The alcohol is soaked into their skin. <laughs> He's like a Christmas pudding. Yeah. Not allowed near any naked flames. <laughs> anyway, yeah. Speaking Far Cry 5 looks fun. Yeah. I mean, there's uh, another South Park game with that uh, puntastic name, which we can all admire but never say. Fractured Bottle. Precisely. Yeah, I mean, I've. It'll be alright. The last. South Park game is alright. This has been delayed for a while. So it's actually coming out this year. Well, they Supposedly the, the delay is probably related to the uh, the mobile the phone, uh, game they've released, um, or they're releasing. Uh, phone Destroyer. 
Um, mm. They're making a phone game. I didn't really see oh, yeah. the trailer particularly well. What was the trailer for? The, what What was the phone game? Is it Is it going to be good? Does it look good? It's the same kind of thing. It's like RPG turn-based stuff. Oh, okay. That's cool. I mean, it's a style that I think works well for what the South Park aesthetic, mm. having a sort of classic turn-based RPG. Oh man, and I really f- wish that was coming out for Xbox One X, so that they could have been there going, uh, it's in 4K with, with South Park, <laughs> a game, uh, you know, oh, the yeah. art style of South Park. It's not even, it doesn't even need to be in 60 frames per second, because it's literally, you know, cut out images being moved around. Yeah, it's barely 24 frames a second. Yeah. It's 2D, but it's even more 2D. <laughs> you can really see every single pixel of the janky animations that we've made. <laughs> Flatter than flat. <laughs> oh, dear. Yeah, like, I, I did really enjoy uh, Stick of Truth. It's a, in terms of adaptation of a source material, I think it's actually probably the most faithful video game ever made in that terms. And so I'm interested to see what they do next. But the thing is, South Park has kind of gone downhill in terms of what they're doing lately, especially for like the last two, three years. Actually, since well, the last season was awful. I yeah, I don't really watch. Like, they've kind. I don't really watch it, but I've heard that the um, their stuff around about the um, American presidential election was apparently really good. Well, by the sound of it, actually, they've been pulling their punches by the sound of it a lot towards Trump, like more you know, than you'd expect them to. Mm. Uh, apparently, and they did an they've... episode where Trump they wanted uh, uh, Trump was trying to lose the election, so he kept saying the worst things possible, and the audience kept just going "woo, yeah," and being on his side. Um, so well, he yeah, was there. Had... He was there, just desperately shouting things, trying to get people to vote for the other, vote for Clinton, and she, uh, they, he still I won. Think... I think they had the character of uh, Mr. Garrison as yeah, a stand-in for Trump. Oh, that's yeah. it. Yeah, there we. Yeah, yeah. I haven't seen it, but and yeah. they have. D- yeah, and uh, they've come out like a lot of some of the sort of social stuff because every time they do comment on that sort of stuff, and they just keep coming out a bit regressive, and it's kind of like it's clear the Matt and Trey have kind of grown up. But they've grown up in a bit of more Republican. Like they're famously quite re- like I wouldn't say out and out Republicans, but they're more right leaning than they are left, and so they've almost been some sort of what was, would be considered regressive in terms of transgender issues. Especially there's an episode about like people identifying as dolphins, as and it's like looking back on it, it now makes people uncomfortable as fuck. If you're woke, I suppose. Uh, I I do hope the fractured butthole doesn't have that sort of stuff. I I, I know the theme of what they're going for is a lot of uh, all the characters are superheroes this time, and so we'll see the character of the coon, which is I'm not sure how. Coon. To say. Yeah, the coon. And like coon. Yeah, so we're seeing those characters come out, but hopefully some of the sort of the side gags won't be some of the worst stuff they've been doing of late. Yeah. I mean, you know, it, to be fair, it's a spoof of um, Marvel and DC, right? The war between Marvel and DC. So, yeah. it's generally, I, I assume that the game, the target market's going to be slightly younger 
than the usual um, kind of the usual kind of market. Oh, no. So I'd assume they're not going to go with quite so much of the the heavy kind of um, yeah the heavy kind of oh, social, no, it's... social commentary. South Park is nothing if not like always firmly for the eighteen like market. Like you're not getting like if some thirteen and twelve year old is playing South Park, it's because their parents didn't realise it was a naughty game. Because these game like South Park is transgressive a lot when it comes to a lot of stuff. It's very rude, violence, swearing, nudity, and a lot of it's all done for jokes. But it's still there, and they've always played to this sort of college age demographic with what they do hmm. and yeah, I'd be surprised I if they did anything if they did anything less than that for this game I'd be very surprised yeah yeah I guess you're right yeah, I guess you're right, yeah. Mm. so next they had they finally actually like properly announced Beyond Good and Evil 2 which having never played the original means barely anything to me I like the voice acting. Um, I'm going to go with that as my, my commentary on it. Um, it sounds like... So it starts with Monkey Guy, who wants to... Um, what's he doing? Is he trading? He's giving something over for money or something to a, a big pig, right? Trading an art... Yeah, yeah. Yeah, an artifact over for some information. Yeah. And he gives it over and they give him the stuff. And then he runs away because it turns out it's not... Anyway, the guy who plays the monkey, it sounds like they got... A, uh, they they literally just walked down any random street in London, and then just asked the first person they met to uh, read the lines. Yeah, it's... It, this is this this is the guy. He, he's like a proper Cockney lad. You know what I mean? Like he talks like this, which is not how we sound. Okay, it is how we sound, but but it's not how most of us sound. <laughs> yeah, it's it's Tracer Cockney. Yeah. Trockney, I'll call it. Mockney. It's like, it's very it's very accentuated. Everything's yeah. hyped up to eleven. It's 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 Mockney. The yeah. Cockney from people from people who aren't actually from London. Hmm. It's, the, it's the Jamie Oliver accent. It's it irritates me because I want there to like I wouldn't mind a broader range of British accents around. I get some Brummies in there. There aren't enough Brummies in games. It's the most, most London as London possible. Hello, mate. I'm a fucking monkey. Hello. <laughs> Cheer up, love. I'm a monkey. Cheer up, love. I was Can't saying, really like, I'm a fucking like, monkey. I would like more, like, Brummie accents, like, West Country accents. Just a greater diversity of English, like, accents, I suppose. But, or Welsh. That'd be fun. No. Never Welsh. No. <laughs> no. No. Are there in Witcher 3? Witcher 3 got them covered. Uh, yeah. Witcher 3 had every Welsh actor on Earth. <laughs> Oh god, yeah. It was that bit in the way, everyone in that, well, everyone in the wood, the crew, uh, the the crooks, uh, what's it called, crooks, uh, bog, whatever it was called. Um, the ladies there, they the three the three sisters of the bog or something. Oh yeah, they're all they Welsh. They were all incredibly mm. Welsh. Like we're talking. Some of the kids were Welsh as well. I've got a video somewhere of one of them going, "Yeah, I saw this girl's tits over there. It's mad, madman." Found an accent, Matt. I'm definitely going, can't do that. Um, <laughs> That was a dreadful Welsh. I like Buddy. That was. Yeah, I've got a Scottish accent. It's hard to do other accents with my accent. Yeah. <laughs> it's this kind Luckily, of thing. They uh... do this kind of thing where they do. No, it goes Indian when I do it. 
they do the thing you know, it's, it's, like it's, like it's kind of the Cardiff thing, you know, they do that kind of sound where it's every word kind of sounds like they've <laughs> really kind of wrapped their mouth around it, you know what I mean? That's bit, it's always I, I work with a lot of Welsh people. None of them like, sound like that. Where I am in Bristol, like we're based Bristol is basically on the border between England and Wales. And so we do have a lot of Welsh people working, and quite a few of them are my managers, and they just have the greatest accents. <laughs> Alright, Rob, could you just uh, clean out the cu- the coffee? Can you clean out the coffee, Rob? Like, can you do that for me, buddy? <laughs> just, yeah, 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 I can. <laughs> you, you sound like an idiot. And just like that, we lost all of our Welsh fans. We've alienated oh. Argentina and Wales so far, so, you know. So, speaking of fun accents... Wolfenstein? Wolfenstein! That that trailer was certainly a... Oh, that's a good trailer. It was Mm. a good trailer. I was watching thinking, what, is this some sort of Fallout thing? Or is this a DLC? Oh no, it's Wolfenstein, okay. (laughs) Full on, full on Wolfenstein. Going to America and blowing up American Nazis. That is very cathartic. Oh, it was so good. I'm actually like, like legitimately, I was watching uh, E3 in a terror time. I didn't get excited for one game. Like I was watching them going like, yeah, sure, this is what they're showing. They could not be the end product. But when with um, Wolfenstein came on, I legitimately got really, really excited about it. <laughs> yeah, it's it did say there was a good amount of polish to that game. Uh, it sometimes there's nothing more cathartic than just shooting the shit out of something. And when it's shooting yeah. the shit out of Nazis, you can't go wrong. It's like I'm I'm calling it now what I like to think called the uh, the doom effect, where it doesn't matter about the story, it doesn't matter about the character development, it's just dumb fun, and that's what the last Wolfenstein was, and that's what this one looks like as well. It's just look, it's gonna be the thing about the story and the character fun. development for Wolfenstein, it's far better than it has any right to be, right? Like the storytelling in. A sp- like the first wolf say, it's brilliant. Like if more shooters could go that sort of way, it would be like suddenly you could tell like people would be telling a lot more interesting stories in shooters. And this is a game that has BJ Bastowitz going and I quote on the to the fucking moon to the motherfucking moon. I is a game that like it takes everything that's like Nazis on the moon, yeah. But it does. It roots it in some damn fine storytelling, which is almost peerless in the shooter genre. I find. Yeah, and one of the things about the storytelling as well, I really like the whole um, Nazis like making these like super concrete cities everywhere, paving over everything. Mm. But there's this little kind of subtext of like the, the, some of the guys who work for the Nazis working in the superstructures complain about the concrete, and it's giving these like chest problems. It, it just adds this like hidden depth. To the world, mm. that makes them seem yeah, more like just, shits. They don't know. They don't know what they're doing. Like machine games has. Did they come out of nowhere? They must have made some other games before. But when they released that Wolfenstein game, they just they've set a new bar really for dumb fun shooter. And Doom came close to I think being as good, but it's, it's not quite there. But this, this looks so much fun. I'm so looking forward to playing it. Yeah, it looks really good. Mm. Well, I, everything else from Bethesda we've already covered, bloody Skyrim, was a bit mediocre, really. I, 
I don't care about Dishonored, really. It's DLC, isn't it? Yep. And it's like, okay, if you're, if you're still into the Dishonored, I don't see why you would be. You but, yeah. kill the outsider. Um, I will say I kind of cracked up a little bit because up in Scotland, the outsider is what we call the... You know in a loaf of bread, we've got the last little bit of loaf of bread where it's like all crossed on one side of it. Ah, oh. We call that... We call kill that the outsider. So as soon as, the, as, soon as I seen kill the outsider, I was just like, "Well, I know I don't like bread that much, but well, that's a little bit, <laughs> a little bit OTT." Hmm. And it's Evil Within too. All right, could be good, maybe. I, think, I don't think it'll be as good because I think knowing that you're inside a psyche of someone's head ruins it a little bit more because mm. in the first one it was more of a surprise whereas this it's like oh, okay none of this is real none of it really matters I mean it could almost like if I, this is it's a horror version of Psychonauts now yeah like if it was a character if you going into various people's minds and each one sort of a different type of horror that would be quite cool I think or the cell mm. which now that I think, the more I think about it, the more I'm realising they've basically, unless the next one flops, they've made a cash cow for themselves because they can just keep churning out game after game after game. It's like, and now we're in this hero killer's head, and now we're in this hero killer's head. Hmm. Like that, it's it's a good idea actually for uh, horror. Like, it's a similar idea really to what the Animus does in Assassin's Creed. It takes you basically anywhere you need to go that the story will allow because. It, it just has that in built into it like Assassin's Creed could be a horror series going into your ancestors bodies and like trying to survive that could be scary yeah going into your great grandpa's body and discovering he fucked a sparrow <laughs> <laughs> grandpa what Sorry. are you doing I need to love the birds so this <laughs> is how I could control the hawk I knew it <laughs> I am the hawk or then you just like go so far back, you just are the hawk having sex with a woman. <laughs> <laughs> I'd love to weird. be the sound recorder who had to do the sound effects for that. Just recording a bird going. So Elder Schools. <laughs> Link, Link's, Link's going to be in. Elder Schools. Link's going to be in Skyrim. Um, yeah, he is. More yeah. Skyrim! Link is going to be in it in what looks like a really crappy mod that you could get on the Steam store for like two, pe- two pence. <laughs> it wouldn't even be, you wouldn't even be able to pay for it because it would be a mod and Nintendo wouldn't authorise it. Yeah. Was well, it worth mentioning the whole Bethesda thing there where they're charging, oh, you can use these mods but you have to use credits? Well, how do we unlock these credits then? Do we have to pay real money for the credits? Do we have to earn them in game? What's going on here? Real money. Mm. Give us your money. <laughs> yeah, that's what I'm thinking. Give as us well. your money in return for DLC. Not for DLC. Mods. More loot crates. What? I mean, mods. Mods. <laughs> you must always be online so, so you can use the mods which you pay for with your real life earned cash. You get DRM. You get DRM. Everyone gets DRM, but we don't DR. We don't want DRM. Shut the get, fuck up. You get it. So this has been. I, I'm 
I don't know about you guys, I am fucking exhausted from the weather, so I want to kind of wrap this up, just yeah. without passing out, because I am sweating so much in this room. <laughs> <laughs> so, final thoughts on E3 this year. Well, the, was Each each one of you, I want you to say a big winner for you, because E3 apparently has to have a winner. So, first, uh, Matt, who's your winner? Wolfenstein. <laughs> Excellent choice. I can't pick that. Now. I thought you were going to say, but first, I, I thought it was going to have to be one of the actual games, uh, not games, one of the actual shows. Nah, you can't, be, say, you can't be saying Bethesda was the winner, right? Because that was the one that was apparently no. worst, right? Uh, what game? Really good. That was the only game I legitimately got excited for. Uh, what game did I actually really? There's nothing. Here's the thing. Nothing in this this time round really grabbed me. You know, like the previous years, there was like For Honor was the one that got me years ago. Uh, got me at the, that one a while ago. This time round, mm. oh man, the games that really got, I guess I liked, were Days Gone, Detroit, I guess God of War, Shadow of War, but none of them have really, like, there's no standout, that's the problem. There's no, mm. luckily they're all on uh, on Sony, so that makes the 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 main kind of winner, I guess, quite easy. The Nintendo did a really good job this year. Um, Xbox were kind of shit, and Bethesda, well, I didn't see it. Um, and Ubisoft didn't really live up to expectations. I've just waffled, like talked for ages without actually answering the question. <laughs> um, I'm just gonna say, uh, um, uh, I'm just gonna say, Days Gone for me. Because I got nothing oh, else. But that's the one game on there I'm definitely going to play. So. For me, I I want to say State of Decay 2, because that's just what I'm so hyped for. But I'm going to actually you, go for You won't for be able to fully experience War, it. Really. You haven't got a 4K TV, Rob. You're not going to get the full experience. Yeah. Come on. <laughs> yeah, State of Decay it's going to be State of Decay 1.5 yeah. for me, because I'm not playing the game, right? But yeah, I think my game, actually, of this E3 is going to be God of War, because... Be getting like with my pronunciation of Yomangunder so good, I will appreciate that game. <laughs> you just wanted f- to say that again. I did. <laughs> Do you realize if they make a For Honor two and they get to the story missions, they and they're casting the Vikings. You've essentially just done your audition tape. Uh, we'll have to send that to Jason Vandenberg, see if they can get oh, you yeah. in. And what we'll do is we'll get you to be one of the Vikings. I'll be one of the knights, and then we'll have Matt uh, doing. <laughs> As a doing, doing a terrible Japanese. All right, you're my samurai. <laughs> you sound like Billy Connolly. Doing a Japanese accent, a, a very, very bad, semi-racist Japanese accent. <laughs> well, so in comparison, I look even better. Yes, yes, that, that's the plan. <laughs> I'm going to stab you with my uchi katana, pal. <laughs> <laughs> the Glaswegian Ronin. Yeah. What part of Tokyo are you yeah. from? Edinburgh. <laughs> yeah, so for me, I think God of War. I think because I I want to I want to kill Yumengander. Y- I want to smash Mjolnir on Yumengander. 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 Like with chocolate in my ear right now, Rob. <laughs> and maybe a bit Fenrir as well. Mjolnir and Yumengander. Yeah, just the opportunity to smash up the big. Monsters of Norse mythology, I think, is kind of what's getting me through. Also, uh, Rob loves a good sea serpent, uh, so you know. Oh yes, I like when I see a serpent. I like it. 
I was just thinking I would love if it came out in PC and there was a mod for it that replaced all of the dialogue of the other characters apart from Kratos with the chef from the Muppets. Alright, so good old Swedish chef. <laughs> Alright, so this has been the Plain Out Podcast. Matthew, where can we find you on the internet? You can get me on our website, Rogue Like Star, or you can get me on Twitter at at Digi underscore Matt, or you can get me on YouTube, which is uh, just same, Digi Matt. Uh, if you're struggling to find it because there is another YouTube user called Digi Matt, but that prick doesn't upload any content, so I can't use that name. <laughs> uh, Typical. So it's, and always, fuck, uh, he just sits on that name, so just. Google something like Digimat stumbling around and you'll find uh, one of my fun videos or one of the new series episodes that me and Rob himself have started up, Stumble Buddies, which we are potentially going to set up a new episode at some point, I would think. Yes, please. If your game. Name the game and I'm there. Okay, we'll do this after the podcast at some point. Mm. All right, Philip, where can we find you on the internet? Uh, you can find me on Twitter at paldusmusic.com. That's P-A-L-D-O-U-S music. Um, you can also find me on... Let's see. I also I always used to follow up with Indie Haven, but I don't do that anymore. Sure. Um, where else can you find me? You can find me on Twitter. And then... Oh, Roguelike Start, I guess. But then you can find us all there. So, you know. Yeah, just go That's to Roguelike Start. That's pretty much it. Yeah, I spend all my life there, Rogue Black Start or Twitter, just to find me there. Um, you can find my um, music when I write music, when I make um, piano arrangements and arra- arrangements of video game music. You can find those on YouTube. Um, aside from that, yeah, I'm working on some new projects and stuff, so I'm doing some other stuff at the moment. Yeah, I, 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 oh, yeah. I sound like I'm not doing anything. <laughs> Alright, as for me, you can find me on Twitter at ThePropperRob. That is a capital with each of the words in that name. Uh, This might be the... This is going to be the last podcast I record in this house. Because by the next time we get recording for the next one, I will have moved house. I thought you were going to say this might be the last podcast. And I was just like, wait, what the hell is happening? Goodbye. (laughs) It's news to us. I, I'm not sh- like it's a bit of a weird situation. I'm moving into a rented place for a month or so, then moving into somewhere I'm actually going to be living in. So my life is going to be a bit hectic at the moment. Like I'm not sure, like planning-wise, how much can be done by me. But uh, yeah, so that's why the schedule. We might be off for about a month. Who knows? I'm sure I might be able to put something in together in the meantime. To be fair, before but, our last uh, episode, we took like two months so you know no yeah. one's hanging on um, tenter hooks for us to upload anything <laughs> it's oh. not like we have a schedule or anything <laughs> yeah we don't have a schedule we do this where we can all get each other together but uh well, i mean so soon could... we're probably going to be starting a new podcast as well so you know uh ah, there's yes, going to have to be more organization soon yes this is uh it's very much in this infancy planning we might be doing a D&D campaign as all together because recently I've started doing D&D and I quite like it and I really want to get these guys involved with it so uh, look forward to that at roguelike start at some point I want to be a dwarf <laughs> you shall be a dwarf I will 
I've decided I probably might end up learning how to DM, and this uh, I will like to take control, see what I can Wait, do to you. Wait, you're going to go straight from uh, playing your first couple of games straight to DM in like one campaign. <laughs> yeah. It's not going to end it's well. A brave man jumping in at the deep end. I've personally never played D&D, so I don't know anything about it other than... Well, I know little bits, obviously, from like nerd culture, but I don't really know it. I've never played it or anything, so... You know, it will be um, them explaining the rules to me as they go, which will be very fun. It will be a le- it will be a learning experience for all of us, certainly. Well, I think one of our boys, Paul Keelan, he's done all. He's got a lot of experience, so I think we're in safe hands. Well, yeah, like if if he says to let him to do the DMing, I think we'll let him. So, uh, yes, look out for uh, the roguelike DM and <laughs> roguelike Dungeons and Dragons at some point. That it could be weird, very very weird. Alright, and that is a good night from me. Cheetah bye from me. And a toodaloo and... from me. I had a moment then Excellent. where I was trying to think of a third way of saying goodbye and I panicked. And I came up with toodaloo. <laughs> toodaloo! <laughs>